Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, I bet you're all used to it now, that fantastic intro we've got, that's what you know what time it is, it's two slips and a gully, we're back for another episode, I'm joined by Glenn. Hello. And Skip, how are you doing, Skip? Oh, mate, I'm here, I'm here. You're here? Yeah. Oh, Skip. Oh, Skip. <laughs> can, can I have a bowl, Skip? Oh. Are, are you prepared for that, having to tell well, them numpties they can't bowl? Well, I don't need. To, I don't reckon I need to tell them. I'll just look at them. Oh, Because I've, I've got the dad look. You always think that. <laughs> that, that. That season I spent as captain, you got. I got asked all the time from people that just had never even seen the ball. We've, covered, have, we've covered that. Can I have a bowl? Well, do you reckon I can have a bowl? They can ask, but I'm not going to answer them. It's like, do, do you know? Do you know how to bowl? Yeah, you just run up and throw it. <laughs> Go back to fine league. Get out of here. Be gone. Uh, no. But well. see, cricket season's coming up soon. You, have you got your, um, you know, your, your strategizing oh. away? You've got your your plans oh. for the. I've been I've been coddling coddling my best player. You're going to be. Um, you know, a new culture and stuff like that. Well, we're going to try to. Elite honesty and all that sort of uh, stuff. I don't know about honesty. You've played against us before. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, just it's it's all about hanging out with your mates, you know, but you got to have fun while you do it, so why not? Yeah, but is it is sure. it structured fun or oh, is it sort of like uh, It is structured. You know me. It's structured. <laughs> you will do as you're told. I know you, told. but I'm trying to prompt you to talk to our audience that don't yeah, know yeah, you quite know, so well. I know, I know. No, yeah. I... I, 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 I Few things that I need to work out. Batting lineups really bothering me because mm-hmm. I know where I want to bat. Eleven? No, <laughs> I'm middle order at best. Um, but I don't want to upset anyone. I don't want to. And I've got an I've got an openness position I need to fill, and I don't know who to put in there. And the last person I'm going to put in there is me. <laughs> I've opened before. It's many many. T- oh, I played so well. One year I played so well throughout the whole series. Got to the final. I was in hospital for a week before the final. Didn't tell my captain that, mind you. Um, of course went out, not. Went out and got a first baller. 
I was there for that. I was devastated. Like <laughs> devastated. And, and you know what our relationship's like. If someone stuffs up, there's always a bit of friendly ribbing and like. Yeah, you, ah, didn't, yeah, you didn't say anything. Didn't say of like a look at your face coming off, and I'm like, I'm oh. just gonna just a pat on the shoulder. No, I think. Every, everyone knows that's the rule. Like, you know, you stuff up in basketball, you miss a shot, you throw an air ball, fine. You get a bit of a ribbing, but everyone knows that there's at least a 20-minute cooling down period from when someone gets a golden duck. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, if you get you, out... You don't, foot, you don't put the foot in there. If you man. get clean bowled for, for two, as soon as they walk off, yeah. oh, that but, swing oh. a bit did it, mate. Oh. <laughs> that golden duck is just like, oh, okay, we'll just, um, we'll just wait until he's cooled down a bit. Mate, I... Yeah. I you, you want to leave that amount of time if I get out in the 20s. You know, like, <laughs> and I, I, I'm awful. I will honestly say it's the best ball I faced all year because right. I had nothing. Yeah, well, it was just beautiful. Swung in. Oh, it was beautiful. Well, that's something. You know, he says at that. least it was a good. The motor cow corner was. <laughs> it was a cover drive. No, it was. It was terrible. Anyway, it, we've it, gone it, straight it, off onto our tangent. It, it, really it, it was a poor shot, but, you know, it was a good ball to a poor, poor yeah, shot to a good ball. Yeah. It was a great yeah. first ball, too. Mm. I'd rather one just up just around my shoulders, but lean anyway. Lean forward and full face of the bat. Just see off the new ball. Oh, yeah. I just really don't know what's going on most of the time, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's August. We're all excited about getting back yeah, into it. It's starting to tick back in. Even our, our club's getting uh, starting to get the wheels in motion to get ready for the new season. Oh, yeah. But anyways, no one wants to listen to our exploits <laughs> at the moment. Not when we've got a test match to talk about. So, England-Pakistan first test. That's what we're going to spend most of this episode breaking down. Who says test cricket's boring? Oh, it was a great test. Great test. Excellent. Not yeah. the result that the three of us wanted by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. uh, full credit to England. They were, the, for the first, what, two and a half, three days, Pakistan were definitely better, better side. They batted better. Yeah. They fielded better. They bowled better. And they got, what, a 140-run lead. And then England, from the moment that they came out to to bowl in, their, in Pakistan's second innings, they were yeah. a class above... That whole innings and that really that really got them back into the game. So mm. we'll, we'll uh, right after this we'll get into some more detail about that. But uh, yeah, just what an astonishingly great example of how Test cricket can be exciting. I mean, I actually saw on on Quick Info because um, I didn't catch the whole thing live, but um, someone was in the US of A and showing. Some of his US friends uh, test cricket on the fifth. On, no, sorry, on the fourth day. On the fourth day, and apparently they actually got it. Oh, well, that's they, they. They were like, you know, watching it. How you're supposed to watch test cricket on the edge of your seat, you know, watching every ball, not going. Well, they haven't scored any runs for a while. Like you know, there's just that slow burn. You know. Yeah, well, that's what you could say. Or other than potentially the the Wokes Butler partnership towards the end, but the rest of that test was very much a. A slow burn. Pakistan sort of didn't really bat with any sort of um, flair except for Azam's innings, um, and that was cut short by the weather. But, yeah, it was one of those games where yeah. nothing overly particularly exciting happened. There wasn't just like a clattering of wickets or there wasn't a batsman going out and just dominating the bowlers. It was just good, honest, toing and froing test cricket that mm. wasn't going at a million miles an hour, and it was enthralling the whole way through. You just were on the edge of your seat. Yeah, for sure. 
So uh, we will spend the next, you know, well, let's call it an hour, somewhere around that, talking about uh, the first test and then our thoughts for the upcoming games in the series and all of that goodness is coming right after this. Here we go. Ryan Harris. All right, so the first, well, I should say it's the third consecutive test played at Old Trafford. It had been a long time since that would have happened, I'd imagine, was yeah. the uh, the setting for the first test between uh, Pakistan and England. Um, Pakistan won the toss and did something that I thought that Jason Holder probably should have done a couple of times in, um, in, in the West Indies series is despite the overhead conditions, he backed his team and wanted runs on the board first, so he didn't have to bat last. Yeah, and elected to bat first. And and to be honest, I wouldn't have gone like wouldn't have been that upset with his bowling attack that he's got, yeah. um, the proficiency to swing the ball and all that sort of stuff with the overhead conditions and the weather about on that day for him to have maybe gone the sneaky bowl first and try and do some damage. But um, yeah, uh, like they, they say all, all the time, we've talked about that uh, you win the toss nine times out of ten, you bat first, and the tenth time you think about it, and then you bat first. Yeah. Um, and he went out and did it. And um, Well, he had two spinners in the side as well. So, and, yeah, you want to use and them. We, we did have Michael Holding talk about how the West Indies also had two spinners. I'm sorry, but Roston Chase does not count as one spinner. Despite the and fact he was a better bowler than Raheem Cornwall, Cornwall like, Roston Chase was in there to be a top order yeah. batsman. The yeah. fact that he between can the spin. two of those guys, you have one spinner, yeah. I think, or one and a half at best. You do not have two spinners. Yeah, that's that's um, not an attack that you take into a a, wick, a, a a pitch that you think is going to spin a lot. You would. Yeah. Wouldn't be counting Roston Chase as a, as a second primary spinner, yeah. I wouldn't think. He would be I'll, playing regardless. I'll, I love Mikey, but he can, he can be a little bit one-eyed sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all things considered, um, Azhar Ali could probably be uh, – he came off looking pretty good on that. Scored over 300 in the um, in the first innings and was the highest score of, of the test. Um, Sean Massoud played a spectacularly good – um, openers innings for England, especially when they showed highlights non-stop of him nicking yeah. off the last tour. Oh, how many times did they show oh, that? They just wouldn't <laughs> stop. Oh, they like, had Shane Warne twice in the third man spot going, yeah. if you look at this, and they're like, Shane, we did this 20 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. The normal commentary team did this. Why are we now having a special segment for you to tell us that he nicked off four years ago when he toured last? I yeah. just, why was Shane Warne even there? Oh, because he's got to be doing something. Oh, well, maybe he should shut up for five. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's flogging his. He was trying to flog his new fragrance line that he brought oh. out. Because, <laughs> like you know, that's I what know. I had growing up. I want to smell like Shane Warne. <laughs> what would you smell like? Cigarettes and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. How do you bottle that? That <laughs> I don't really know. I'm sure you'd have to ask Shane Warne. <laughs> he just went down to the cross for. Uh, I'd probably have a bit of that. Um, is it? Is it a gin as well? Whatever product they bathe Liz Hurley in to keep her looking young. Uh, Virgin's blood. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I want some. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was – I'm getting back on topic. Sean, <laughs> Sean Masood, um really overcame whatever demons that he had the last time. He was much more um, circumspect outside yeah. of off stump, left the ball fantastically well. 
as his innings got going, he looked to accelerate, especially because he batted all the way, almost to the bottom. I think he was the mm. he was the second last batsman dismissed, so he um, threw the bat a little bit, got it at fantastic hundred and fifty. Yeah, he didn't Which, he didn't throw the bat at the wrong time though. That was the thing. No, he accelerated he, when he needed to. He was he'd face like two hundred balls or some some ridiculous number. Yeah, it was about that. And then and then it was like six overs before the new ball was. Due to be due to be taken, yeah, and he just wasn't letting Don Best get and, and away Don with Best bowling rubbish. And Joe Root were bowling, and they were bowling pies, and yeah. he was smoking them everywhere. Nothing stupid, just sensible cricket shots. Right. And he went from what a hundred and hundred and not many to oh hundred and thirty or forty or ended up on one fifty six. Yeah, he got all out. Yeah, he was he. Which which coincidentally enough, some a little trivia for you, he has got three consecutive hundreds against three different opponents. Yeah. Which yeah. is a not many people have done that. No. Which no. is So which he played a one one match series in Bangladesh. Yeah. And he only played the second test of a series or the last test of a series against Sri Lanka, I believe. That's yeah. How, yeah. That's and how he managed that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but um I I really like I, I like the uh, late cut that he plays. It's, yeah. It's, it's like a sort of unique – it's it's not even quite a late cut. It's just a normal cut, but it always goes behind square because he kind of leans back on it and, yeah, looks lovely. He looks solid. But he's got, really that, solid. he's got that other gear too. Like yeah. you see Dom Sibley, oh, we need to go out and score runs. Yeah, he can't. He, he can't hit the ball off the square. Yeah, he he's got. He looks like he's got all the shots. He's got a very rounded-out technique. There's nothing overly – Yeah sort of, you know, hinky about it. It's just, mm. a, it's not exactly classical, but it looks like, there, it doesn't look like there's too many weaknesses in his game now yeah. that he's sort of, well, at least in this test, looked like he's got over his, um, you know, that that line around the wicket from Stuart Broad tailing away from the left-handers. He's now much better at leaving that ball. Yeah. I'm looking at that, you oh. wouldn't say that he's got too many too many gaps in his technique. Maybe it'd be interesting to see how he goes against like proper pace and short pitch yeah. bowling somewhere um, like South Africa or Australia. But yeah, but it, the fact that he's working on it still like and 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 succeeding now, which is a good thing. Well, well at least I, I watched that days. first day with Az, and I I just kind of said it's like watching a lava lamp. Not that much happens, but you know that it's good. <laughs> Watching him bat is, is like that. And um, I think the West Indies could learn a lot from that innings because if you look at the situation that Pakistan were in uh, and ended up going into the second day because the first – was it the first day that was yeah, a the bridge? Yeah, f- the first afternoon got washed out. Yeah, um, and it, it got to that point where West Indies had – England in that situation, they had a guy who was in on 60-odd, Masood, and they had, you know, a lot of their good players other than him in the sheds having been dismissed. And I was sort of thinking, they will get a good score here if Masood yeah. converts. Yeah, if he goes on. And that's it. what the West Indies didn't do. They, I think one they thing, did not convert. One thing that they, um, they really picked out in in commentary a number of times, is how the Pakistan looked to get forward to cover the moving ball, Mm, whereas the West Indies tend to play, stand up and play back. Or the other thing, while Azam and Masood were playing playing forward, they were playing late, they they showed a a really telling graphic. It was the contact points between Masood and, and Brathwaite. And Brathwaite, as we saw, liked to play from the crease, um and standing up in it and but he's 
um, his hands came out so far out from his body that despite the fact that he was standing back to play the ball, he was actually playing it further forward than yeah. Masood was, who was getting a, a decent stride, well, not a big stride, but his weight was going forward towards the ball. So I think that was one mm. really telling thing. And something that's going to hold up the long that they play in England is obviously they just looked more comfortable with the moving ball. I mean, you got, oh, in England, you're never going to be completely comfortable covering the moving ball, but they looked like they had a plan about how to combat it. And obviously it worked up top because you got yeah. um, Masood converting to a big score. Baba Razam came in and looked oh. a bit scratchy early. And then he, yeah. he played a, a phenomenal innings before getting he dismissed. He looked fluent. You know, he... <laughs> Every bit as dominant as Coley or yeah. Smith or any or Stokes. He just, yeah. just looked really good. Copped a couple of great balls to get out, but just like looked can, like he belonged. You can tell he is a class above in that lineup because... Yep. The other guys struggled where he made it look easy, and I think it's going to be a very interesting series for him. Uh, another player that I was really liked was uh, was Shadab Khan. He came out and was picked sort of the second yep. spinner, sort of all rounder, and, and he looked like there was a lot about him. He he looked yep. aggressive from the the get go, but he defended when he should have defended, and then if he was going to attack the ball, he went after the ball. It was he didn't sort yep. of half ass it. He was like, this ball I'm defending, this ball I can score runs off, and went after it. And he looked really confident. Now getting 45 in the first. He's got the perfect approach for the role that Pakistan want him to play. Um, You know, he'll he'll be batting at seven, I can assume. He'll be bowling um, hopefully not too many overs, but if he has to, he will bowl a lot of overs, Mm. I think. Um, And at seven, I think... Mostly you want someone coming in and being positive, especially if they've got a bit of a platform behind them, as as he did. Um, yeah, you're right. It, it looked good. I think he'll score runs quickly or not at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, moving on to England's batting innings, uh, Pakistan couldn't have really asked for too much more in their in their first bowling innings. Muhammad Abbas proved why he's one of the uh, one of the best bowlers in the world yeah. when conditions suit him. Um, he, he had a lot better rhythm than what he had out at Australia. I think he was just getting something with the ball. Like, he could see yeah. reward for what he was doing where it wasn't doing anything in Australia. It wasn't quick. It wasn't really bouncing. It wasn't moving. Yeah. And it was just It was just but like... I would have thought he would have been used to those kind of conditions, though, because, you know, you've you got to struggle a lot in, in the UAE as well. I, I don't know. Maybe the um, the lower bounce in the UAE makes him just a bit harder to play, whereas the yeah. extra bounce in Australia meant that it was just, you know... Coming onto the bat. Just coming onto the bat nicely. There was no sideways movement, no real pace to speak of, and, like, just net practice, because that's how the Aussies treated him in his games over here. There wasn't anything overly dangerous about him. Yeah, in that tour, um, Yassi Shah bowled reasonably well. He was pretty expensive, to be honest, though. Um, yeah. I, I didn't see too much of of that day. Um, I can only assume that England may have looked at him and and gone, okay, he's going to be dangerous here. We need to attack him and get, and, and sort of really put the pressure on him. Tell you uh, an underrated player out of that lineup is Ollie Pope. He batted really well in he both innings, good. and he <laughs> got some absolute crackerjack deliveries to get out on. Yeah, like the 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 ball that Nassim Shah bowled in the first one that just rose up off a length, took a glove, 
That was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, that that mm. was brutal. That's what that was. And then, um, and then, yeah. like, what do you then, do as a batsman? Like, then Shaheen I, did the same thing in the second innings. Just yeah. gave him this brute ball that reared up off a length, and you're just like, damn! Like, yeah. he, he got probably the two of the most unplayable <laughs> balls in the whole innings. There were, there were scary. There, there was a lot of those <laughs> balls in that game, though. Yeah, Jesus, and good bowling from both teams. Yeah, when like he, both both teams played well, but. Like when England were like three for 12 or whatever it was, I remember texting you. This was what, two o'clock in the morning? Yeah. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was thoroughly enjoying myself. And the, then the uh, the one that Abbas got. Uh, oh, Ben, ben Stokes, Stokes, yeah. That, that, that was a phenomenal ball. I, I take it back. He probably got the best ball, and then Ollie Pope got the next two. Yeah. Um, well, Stokes, Stokes was trying to. Bat out of his crease again. Yeah, that never that well, not just bat out of his crease, but he like actually walks down the pitch, and that got him out against Holder, and then it got him out against a bath. So I don't know. I, I Do think, you put I two think, and two together and I, stop doing. I that? I think that's a reason why Ben Stokes' average is thirty eight. Yeah, and it's not over fifty like some of the. Yeah, you know, he's obviously a good enough batsman when when everything's working for him and he gets in. Yeah. He looks every bit as good as Coley, Williamson, Smith, all those high echelon plays. And it shows he's got uh, he's up in the top five, top three, I think, for the test batsman ranking. So he's a good bat when he gets going. Yeah. I just think that you've got to live and die a little bit with the way Stokes plays because it's all aggression back at the bowler. He's dictating terms. He wants yeah. to do this. And the way that he does that is when the ball isn't, quick enough to be scary, yeah. he just doesn't let those line and length bowlers settle into a line and length, and sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to get some of those ones. So I think you'll take the good with the bad with so Ben Stokes. What, what you're saying is that he doesn't necessarily have it in him to to sort of do the Steve Smith thing where Joffre Archer was bowling well, know, crazy maybe, good at him. Maybe not doesn't have it in him, but I just don't think that's naturally how he plays. Like we've yeah. seen him tra- – like he's always been a dasher. Um, he's shown over the last – sort of a couple of years that he has that innings in him, like we've talked about in the our yeah. previous podcast, where he goes through the gears better than almost anyone I've seen since De Villiers. Mm. I just think his natural predisposition is to be aggressive towards the bowlers, and that's his yeah. game plan to not get tied down by those bowlers that nag it away on a line and length, is I'm not going to let you settle into a line and length. If you're going to put it here, every now and then I'm just going to walk at you and clobber you for four, mm. give them something to think about. And then that's the reason why he averages 38. He's got a way yeah. that he bats that sometimes when it works, he'll score 250 at, in a blink of an eye like yeah, he did against I, South Africa. I, I think it's 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 a little bit of that, but it's I reckon it's a lot of it is either stubbornness or um, just, just I don't know, he just doesn't, <coughs> just know, doesn't want, want to let someone else have their moment. Yeah, you know, like, a little bit, yeah. Like I think. The good batsmen are always like, okay, you know, let's say it's Steve War. Alan Donald is bowling an insane spell at me. I'm going to look stupid, but I might still be at the crease at the end of it, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of thing. The thing is, it's not Alan Donald. He's, these are military medium play, yeah. like bowlers that he's doing it to. Like you could tell when he was facing Cummins and and Stark and guys like that, he didn't come at them unless the ball, like the wicket was really flat and ball yeah. was getting old. I just think that's his way of... He's got a kind of Kevin Peterson mentality. Yeah, it's a bit brash and a bit sort of yeah. like, I'm the ba- I'm the dominant force in the on the ground at the moment. You're you bowling your bloody yeah. military medium slodiums. You're yeah. not going to dictate to me how this is going to go down. Yeah. yeah um, but, I think yeah. sometimes he might need to be a little bit more circumspect, but 
He's yep. an all-rounder. He's I think four is way too high for for Ben Stokes. I think they've they haven't done Stokes any favors going with the extra bowler. I think Stokes is perfect spot as five. Have four batsmen to lay a platform, and then Stokes can come out and go. Well, shit, we're three for not many, well, and that, he goes into his. That's the problem, though. That he come out and they're two for twelve, and he got out. Yeah, like but that happens to batsmen from time to time because he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> Play for rain, mate. Play for rain. Uh, mate, <laughs> if, if it, we're on the armchair, just like. <laughs> if it, if it pay, You're an idiot. If he pays off, he hits a bus out of the attack and looks like a genius. But, I, but like I said, I think that's yeah. why he's a batsman that averages under 40 yeah. is that he's got those sort of innings in him as well as he's got those innings where he comes out looks like he's completely, you know, un, you can't bowl to him. Yeah. And there's other ones where it looks like he has no business being in the top four. I think five is probably ideally in that England lineup. Five is as high as you want Stokes playing. Yeah. And then you have four genuine batsmen to to set that platform up to let Stokes be as damaging as he is. But the fact that Stokes isn't bowling has sort of had England thinking they need to carry the extra bowlers. Everyone shuffled up one. So I think that's why that is. But there's no doubting that Stokes is world-class, but there's a reason the the player of his calibre for every innings that he's peeled off those 170s where he spent hours at the crease, there must be innings where he's gotten out cheap. Otherwise, he'd be yeah. well into the 40s or 50s with a batting average. So, yeah, but when yeah. you're batting at four, you don't, you, don't, you don't do that. You need to come out and you need to look after your team. Yeah, no, and that's why I think that England haven't done any many favours batting no, him that no, high. No, is you just, That's not the sort of batsman that you... It's not the batsman that England want Ben Stokes to be. They want Stokes to be that guy that is a bit of a, you know, that cannon in the middle order to go and you know, turn the game in a single session sort of thing. They don't want him being that. One of these days, though, he's going to do it and he's going to actually, not by his own making, but he, they're going to lose a test and he had an opportunity to do something about it. See, with Ben Stokes, too, he does have that uh, other discipline that he can help win a test with. I just think that's the sort of thing that you're going to have to live and die with. Like a player, yeah. like two, three podcasts ago, we were talking about how Ben Stokes is, could be potentially the best player in the world right now. And... Sometimes yeah. you're just going to have to cop those those cheap dismissals. Yeah. I mean, he did uh, he did really turn that game that Australia played. You know, he's he's been there he, at the he, end quite a few times. So he, he did, yeah. You could argue that he doesn't when it matters. Yeah. I suppose you, I suppose <laughs> you can. However, if you're batting at number four, you need to be better than that. That's, that's just yeah. simple. And I think that Root should be batting at four. I should, Dave, and Crawley – Ideally, to be back in somewhere like that at three and shuffle everyone back down because I think five is a great position for Ben Stokes to come in. The ball's a little bit older. Anyway, um, we should finish this test, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on from there. So England yeah. were uh, were dismissed for, for 219. Uh, Root ended up with a 40-odd before getting out. Um, oh, sorry, that's the wrong inning. So, oh, he was on 14. Four, 14. So it was Pope that scored the bulk of the runs. He got the 62. Um, Butler hung around for 108 balls to get 38. And they sort of limped their way. Bit of a bit of a cameo from Stuart Broad. Got a 29 off. Who taught him out of 25 bat? balls or something. Got to 219. Shane Warne. <laughs> and, That's um, what he said. <laughs> and then Pakistan looking all right with a lead of over 100 already. And that's when England hit the switch. I think from that point on, yeah. they were... By far and away, the better side. To, to give England a wrap, they have become good 
at remaining positive when they're down. Yeah. That's that's and getting their way back into games. That's kind of New England, you know. It's not you know, it's not the England like even in in 2005 where they they switched it around. They switched it around because they were on top. They got on top early. And then maintain that positivity. They weren't positive in that first test when Australia cleaned them up. So Yeah. um, Yeah, yeah. So I I think this is a bit of a a new thing. England have an ability to And and funny enough it changed sort of when Alistair Cook sort of passed the baton on. So for all those people that were saying that Cook wasn't a a dower captain, I think maybe you've got to be looking at I think a lot of it has to do with people like Ben Stokes coming in and yeah, and owning his spot in the team a little more. I think a lot of his For sure. his fight has translated. But yeah, you're definitely right. The England have found themselves behind the eight ball a number of times and end up making them, you know, making a fist of it. I think yeah. that sh- the not. I think that shows with Butler too. When Butler kept in the first innings, he dropped uh, maybe two catches, missed a run out, and he really dropped his head. Well, and when he come out in the in the last innings to bat, he. He was a different guy. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I know I've said it outside the podcast a lot, is I think what England need to do if they're going to persist with Butler is give him a license. Go, your job, rain, hail, or shine, is to go at a strike rate of 70. Like, yeah. just play your nat. Don't worry about that. Play your natural game. And if you've got guys like Wokes and Archer and those guys behind them, be prepared for the odd poor score. Because when, when I've seen Butler coming out there and batting to occupy the crease... He just doesn't seem to get balanced right. His head's all over the place. He doesn't defend well. He just he just never seems to be comfortable. But he came out with a mission in that second innings to to be positive and to score runs and just went, you know, to hell with it. I'm I'm not gonna just sit here and block the ball until Yassi Sharp bowls me one that rips past and grabs me outside edge. I'm going after these guys. And everything looked more comfortable, even when he had to play defensive and get on the front foot and just offer up the you know a forward defence. That looked so much more reassured when he was in attack mode than when he was just in. Well, I better be a bit dour because I'm playing Test cricket. I don't want to get out looking silly, mm. and so I'll just defend because that's what I'm supposed to do. So almost like uh, you know, thinking of defence as the last option. Well, maybe not the last option, but just making attack higher up the priorities. Yeah. So obviously if it's spinning around corners or hooping around corners, you've got to play a bit defensive. But just give him a license to go, if it's there, mate, hit it to the fence. Because when he was looking positive, yeah, he looked a, a much better batsman from from his his balance at the crease to the way he defended to obviously the way that he attacked the ball. Yep. Here's a dilemma for you, though. Yeah, he batted well and probably saved his bacon in terms of the batsman. <laughs> You're about to talk about his keeping. But his keeping was <laughs> diabolical in this game. I yeah. was literally about to bring that up. I'm like, <laughs> surely somewhere um, as big as England, which encapsulates most of the world, let's be brutally honest, um, they could find a better keeper. Well, Ben Folks is their, like, what are they, the next keeper in they talk about. Yeah. And from all reports, and I've only seen a few of his games, he's the best gloveman. In England, okay, no, like uh, there's so just there's no jokes. Like it's just, just no balance there. It's, it's just it's, this guy is the best gloveman. Yeah, this it's kind of like uh, Peter Neville a few years ago. Everyone considered him yeah. the best gloveman. Where he wasn't a better batsman than yeah the Wade, but he was better gloveman. And in the same way that Tim Payne is a better gloveman than the rest of the keepers we've got, but not necessarily a better batsman. 
So I know that Ben folks has a, I'm pretty sure he has a test hundred to his name already. Right. But um, yeah, from all things that I, that I've hit, uh, I've seen and heard things that I've heard from reports about him, it's just, it's not even up for discussion. The best wicket keeper is Ben folks. Yeah. But he, right. he, he, he dropped Mazood on 60. He, well, he might have been, might have been of, 50. Missed a bunch of stumpings. He was going oh. for buys. He's, uh, he, yeah. he was bad. He was bad with the gloves. He's as bad as I've seen him. Like, and he's been a, a respectable keeper for the most of the time, despite having his issues with the bat. This is the yeah. first time I've really seen him properly struggle with the gloves. But he, he, he looked really, really, really upset after the first day. Mm. Like really, yeah. and I suppose it's. I know a lot of key, like Ian Healy and Adam Gilchrist and people like that who have come on commentary have said that sometimes you know, more often than not, if you get some runs under your belt, everything just gets sharper. Your keeping gets sharper. Your, oh, it's, it's like Mitchell Johnson Otis. Yeah, so Johnson when he was really struggling with the ball, you know, if he came out and he he got a few runs under his belt, he you know the chest puffed out, oh, felt did, good about himself. You didn't want to face him in the second innings. Yeah, well, sure. I actually remember because. Going off a bit of a tangent, we had to bring Johnson in for the 13-14 Ashes series because there were some injuries. And all, well, I don't know about you, because but me and you, Glenn, at the yeah. time, we were like, oh, going back to that world, we're going to bring Johnson in. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to be good for that token test at the Wacker, and he'll probably do okay at the Gabba because there's a bit of bounce. But really, we go because he was he went through a period where he was awful. He was. Yeah, I remember that. And then he batted a really good innings with Brad Haddon in the first innings when Australia was actually up against it a bit. Stuart Broad bowled really well. I think he got six for in that first innings. And yeah. we sort of, and Johnson and Haddon got us to a pretty good score. And I remember saying to you, because I think we were watching it at the pub at the time, I've gone, well, he'll probably get a bag full of wickets at least because he'll feel yeah. good about his bat. And then obviously we know what happened. Johnson had <laughs> one of the best series of fast bowlers ever had. But yeah. yeah. I was very happy to be wrong about that. Yeah, um, so was I. <laughs> But, but it, you know, like we hadn't seen him in the in the nets. You know, there must have been signs. It was the tash. I'm telling you. Yeah, it was the tash. Telling you. Yeah, yeah. But um, I know Healy and Gilchrist have said on commentary a lot when when they were struggling with the gloves, they had a good innings with the bat, and everything just started to loosen up and feel better. So maybe coming into the rest of this series, he's had that match winning knock to yeah. um, secure his spot, his glove work. But like, I tell but, you what. But, but what I will, what I will, what I will say, I I've never played Test cricket. Well, probably never will. Well, never will. Um, <laughs> wicket keeping is the hardest thing to do on the field. A lot of people don't realise that. Um, yes, you've got to bat for hours. Yes, you've got to bowl for hours. The wicket keeper's got to do it every ball. And then he's got to bat as well. Um, they just come back off three tests against West Indies. Yeah. Maybe the guy's tired. Maybe. Maybe. So mm. that's that's like yeah. – it was rough though. I, I tell you what, if he has another another – Test match like that with the gloves. I don't know if you can, if you can keep him on, even if he's scoring runs because he was really bad. He was really bad in that first test. Yeah, well, which which helped um, Pakistan get to such a high score. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. was great for us, <laughs> uh, but not too good for England. Yeah, so I feel. We so sorry. Yeah, we've we've kind of skipped over the bit where the, England gets back into the exciting it bit. And, uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> We segued into Butler too early. Yeah, so, so who took the wickets? Um, you know, who was the standout performance in the uh, Pakistani and second innings in which they collapsed? Um, so, yeah, so they came out. Broad took three for 37. Uh, Wokes got two for 11. Archer and Bess got one each. But they brought in Ben Stokes, bowled a, a spell, and I think that was really big. Um 
So we got out uh, Rizwan, who was looking pretty good on 27 at the time yeah. as they were starting. Like Broad and Wokes did sort of the damage early. And Assad Shafiq and Mohammed Rizwan were starting to put together a bit of a, a, you know, a rear guard. Because I, I really think that they were probably only 50 runs away from, yeah. from really having this game sort of relatively safe. But as it was, and then Stokes came in and knocked out Rizwan, who was playing well. Um, and then I think he picked up uh, Shaheen Shah Afridi as well. Um, Broad then picked up um, Shadab Khan and Yassir Shah, who were the other two batsmen that sort of put up a bit of a fight. Um, so yeah, and then that left um, England with a, a quite a ch- or two seventy seven for victory, quite yep. a chaseable target. Still very defendable, but um, when you're looking staring down the the barrel of, you know, they're already on a hundred before a, a ball's been bowled. I think to yeah. get them all out for a two seventy seven. <laughs> by, by bailing Pakistan out, they kind of got it back to parity. It was probably parity going into the. Yeah, you inning. feel like going off, even though Pakistan are looking up going, we can defend 277, we're good enough to do that. You'd much yeah. rather be England at that point. You're feeling good about yourself. You've rallied hard, you know, especially coming from the low where you were after your batting innings mm. to go and then have a, a total less than 300. I think yeah, bowled, pa- Pakistan would have been thinking, we will make these guys chase these runs on the fifth day. On a pitch that is worn out. Yeah, they just, I think that's what let them down. They, they bowled just a little better yeah. to, to push it. So they needed to, they didn't matter what England did, they needed to be on the fifth day. It's kind of yeah. like um, that Headingley test where we had the game well in hand and then we just didn't quite bowl well enough or yeah. bat well enough in our second innings, which meant that England could then do most of their batting on three and four instead of four and five. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a that was where the game swung right there. Yeah, and the same the same in this game. The game swung here. Pakistan being bowled out for 169 just just really wasn't good enough. They needed someone in that top order to stand up and, and get a decent score, and they yeah. didn't. Because, like I said, I think they're 50 runs away from probably winning that test. Yeah. 320, even though it's not too much more with a whole well, day it, left. It, it kind of works twofold, right? It takes you a little bit longer to get those 50 runs and then they have to get them as well. Yep. And then also, oh. like you said, they're batting. I don't think time was ever going to be a problem No, with a whole extra day to play, but just being on that wearing pitch and yeah. then having to start again, You know, even if they survive at the end of day four, they've got to come out and start again. Everyone's fresh for day five. Um, and so we move on. Even though we're talking about how England won this, Pakistan really did give it a, a, a quite a good shake. They had England in all sorts. Yeah. Um, Burns, they got out for 10. Sibley going around for 36. Uh, Root got a start, 42. They picked up Stokes cheap. They got Ollie Pope cheap. And so at one point they were looking at... Um, Sibley played a nothing shot, didn't he? He just pushed at one that was warm. <laughs> so they were five for, five for 117 yeah. with... Butler, who's been struggling for runs, and Wokes, the bowling all-rounder in. And even, yeah. though, even though Pakistan are thinking, yeah, we probably left easily 100 runs in the sheds. Yeah, you'd expect to win from you, there. You're expecting to win from there. And then Wokes and and Butler had one of the one of the better, better rear guard fourth-inning partnerships you're ever going to see. Yeah. Um, batting at a strike rate, both of them over 70. Um, Wokes ended up not out at the end. Um, and just yeah, really steered that. It just changed that game. It changed so quickly. Um, like Pakistan 
would have been thinking we will finish this off within the next couple of hours. When, yeah, they would have been thinking that whole time we're one wicket away from winning this game. And that just yeah. one wicket just never came. Yeah, and I think at, at some point they were they were striking it around about six runs and over or 100, you know, strike yeah. rate of 100. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and I guess I didn't actually see this, but I, I imagine that Pakistan might have must have panicked a little bit or... I think there's a little bit. Did, were to were that. there drop catches? Were there chances? I I, I feel like I I was following on Crick Info and I saw a lot of like play and misses and um, I think in the highlights I saw that some like there was a couple of shots that went straight up in the air and just fell safe. Um, I don't think there were any dropped catches. Yeah, I just think but it was there was one a of little bit of luck. That, yeah, involved. well, you've got to have a bit of luck, I suppose, to be playing cricket, but um. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a little bit like uh, again parallels to the the Headingley Test in the Ashes. I think that um, you know Ben Stokes put the Aussies to the sword, and we probably didn't quite react the way we probably should have. Exactly. The same we hear these guys started putting the pressure back on the bowlers, and they yeah. just didn't react the the right way or quickly well, like, enough. Like Gary said, a, a young youngish attack. C- certainly, um, there's a few of them who are pretty green. But um, well, the only one who wouldn't be green would be Muhammad Abbas, and even he hasn't played that many tests. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yassir Shah is by far the most experienced bowler. Like Nasim Shah is seventeen, Shaheen Shah Afridi's nineteen or twenty, with a handful of tests to his name. Like there's yeah. not a lot yeah. of experience in there. Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't. Uh, there would have been one ball. One ball could have changed that whole match. Yep. And we'd we'd be talking about something completely and utterly different. Well, which, that's why which, we would, that's which, why we love this game. <laughs> oh, it is, which is good, and I think I think it's good for Pakistan as well. Yeah, it's it's probably yeah one to put down. Yeah, for, so for experience. every got a, every loss you got to take is a bit of a learning experience. Um, I think it's yeah. is, is largely an even test. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, England came out with the goods, but it could easily have gone the other way. Yeah, a, an hour. A decent hour with in the second innings for Pakistan. Another like another decent hour. Yeah, could have turned the test. Like you know, they don't get Rizwan out, who you know who was shown to be more than capable batsman. Mm. Um, you know, put on another 60, 70 runs. Yeah. I I don't think it's the one where you, your coach you know brings you in after the game and just like has an aneurysm yelling at you. <laughs> it goes purple in the face. It's 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 one of those ones where the coach goes, you know, he's disappointed. But at five down with, largely with Butler and Wokes in there, the the it's definitely it's definitely a game that Pakistan lost. Is it like yeah. you you gotta think you've got um you know, one hand Basically, one hand on victory at that point, and then yeah. you just let it go. Jeez, I hope no, none of none of those Pakistan players were on sports bet at the time. <laughs> Ooh. Let's, not, let's not open any. Uh, <laughs> not, there uh, there were a game. few. There were a few comments on Facebook about that. Uh, suppose, that's the only. I reason suppose I that's something it. that Pakistan are going to have to live with for a while. Is every time they lose a test that looks like they uh, <clears throat> were in control of, they're going to have to cop that. Um, well, just like every every comment. every time we get some reverse swing, people are going to be looking for sandpaper. <laughs> did you, Did you really think they were in control? Of, like, when, when did you think they sort of took over control of that game? England. When yeah. I think England took over control. Yeah. I think England took over control when they got um, Azam out in the second innings. Yeah. I thought this England's ahead here. They've now 
like they've now taken you know, Asad Shafiq short of runs. Um, they're carrying sort of a, an all rounder instead but of an it, extra batsman. But it did seesaw a bit. Did seesaw because a bit because you would definitely think Pakistan are back when they've got the five wickets. Yeah. But I think England. Once yeah. they got Azam out the second innings, that's when I went. I pushed the needle towards England. Have now yeah. got momentum here, and then momentum then swung back Pakistan's way when they got most of the top order out. Um, losing Stokes really cheap. I thought Pac. Well, I think Pakistan's got it here, but I think from there, yeah, Azam being dismissed to to basically, yeah, Stokes getting out. Yeah. I thought. This is Engl- England's game here. Pakistan are up against it. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. But yeah. it was like, a, like I said, I, I think England, from that point on, England rallied really well after they got dismissed for two nineteen, um, and then yeah, came out with a great, a great yeah. gripping Test victory. So and as an much as we hate to give it to them, an excellent Test overall, though. As we said at the top, um, yeah. I'll, a bit in it for everyone. There were hundreds. There were people that made great cameos with a bat. Yeah. Um, enough in there for the bowlers. You kind of had every gear that you see in, in Test cricket as well. You had the the hard hitting partnership at the end. You had the batting collapse. Well, a couple of batting collapses. Um, you know the quality bowling and the the bit of spin. The kind of really dour, hard nosed inning is it on the first couple of days. So um, moving on, so we're going to go now to two games at the Aegeus Bowl to finish off the series. Right. Isn't it funny how the, the stadiums in England are pretty small, aren't they? Because they consider Old Trafford to be quite a large stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm looking at that, I'm going... That's like well, Monica Oval. Yeah. it's it, They've yeah. still... But I, I kind of like that about it as well because each ground still has a bit of character. Whereas what's tended to happen here is that, yeah, we get a lot more people in, but everything is just a circle. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's not that much character to each, each yeah, different well, ground. I, I don't think I've, I've oh, watched a lot of cricket in England. I don't think there is any circles over there. Yeah. There's always, there's, there's one that's <laughs> really close, but it's got like a flat side. Yeah. It's yeah. Like the, like the, uh, well, the only one that's close to a circle is on the side of a hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And it's, it's a sport. There. What do you need to play cricket? Sunshine and a flat bit of ground. Where's the home of cricket? Lords, which is in England where it's never sunny and on the side, side of a hill. hill. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, go, go back, back to the uh, – what do they call it? The, the Aegeus Bowl. The Aegeus Bowl. Okay. So the next two tests will be there. And big news coming out of the England camp, obviously. I'm sure everyone's heard it before they listen to this podcast, is Ben Stokes is going to be unavailable for the rest of the series. He's gone home to New Zealand. Can we all appreciate the irony in that statement? Home to New Zealand. Englishman, English all-rounder Ben Stokes is returning home to New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, we got that. Appreciate the irony. (laughs) Beating you guys over the head with irony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's to do with his father not being well, so we we wish him all the best, and hopefully there's plenty of good news coming Ben Stokes away and we see him back in international cricket in the short term. Um, Wow. But it is a huge loss. I know people are going to say, we didn't really do that much in this test. Um, I don't think you can understate, the, the wickets that he took in that second, especially uh, Rizwan was a really key wicket when Pakistan were starting to just sort of inch towards a, a more 
appropriate looking total. He came out and sort of broke the back and got those two wickets. He very rarely goes through a spell where he doesn't take a wicket. Yeah, and Ben Stokes isn't really one of those guys that's going to come out and get you four, five, six wickets in a match, but he'll get you the two really important ones. Mm, Um, And so, yeah, they're going to be the all-rounder short, so obviously that's going to leave a gap in the English lineup. They're going to have to fill. Yep. Um, Um, Well... With un- with the consideration of uh, of how Butler kept, is it is it an argument just to bring folks in and have Butler as a as a batsman only? I think the thing that would make the most sense that's actually an interesting thought. I didn't consider that, but I think the thing that would make the most sense would be bringing Crawley and bat him at three. Well, shuffle Root back down to four. Yeah, Pope to. I five. I think that's probably the most most likely because they'll be looking to shore up their batting. They've been pretty adventurous, I've got to say, with this selection of having less batsmen, having essentially five it, bowlers. Do you think it's adventurous or do you think it's a little bit that Joe Root just is a little bit gutless and doesn't want to go? He doesn't want to tell Wokes he can't play because yeah. Wokes has been, other than Stuart Broad, the pick of the bowlers. Yeah. doesn't want to tell Anderson he can't play because Anderson's on 590 wickets. Yeah, doesn't want to tell Stuart Broad he can't play because we saw what happened when that. Happened. Well, you'd be stupid not to pick Broad now. <laughs> Doesn't want to tell Archery can't play because England obviously have hopes on him being that real X factor of their attack, and then yeah. it feels obligated to play a spinner. So, do you think there might be a little bit going? I'm, I'm just, I'm just not brave enough to make the call on. Do I drop the guy that's in outrageously good form? Yeah. Do I, or do I drop one of the two legends in my current lineup yeah. that aren't really bowling? Well, Anderson's not bowling badly. He's just not bowling as well as. Yeah. Wokes and Broad, or do I drop my guy that rattled the Aussies and not many people rattle the Aussies with pace and bounce? Mm. And then he goes, oh, no, no, Stokes can't bowl, so I need the extra bowler. So we'll drop Crawley. Well, I don't know. And, I'm, and the, I'm brave enough to drop yeah. Crawley because he's a nobody at the moment still. But, so. but Root is not the sole selector of that team. Is he, is he even a selector? Oh, you'd have to the, imagine there'd be some sort of there'd um, be input input yeah. there that the, yeah. the, what he wants. Um, I, just, I just think like it's very because Root does not like batting at three. He's yeah. he's gone on record saying he doesn't like batting at three. His own statistics show that he doesn't like batting at three, and then they've gone in really unnecessarily because I think that yeah. three quicks and a spinner probably would have been enough. Yeah. Um, no, I I just think they should. And and they don't need the spinner. Like, oh, not with the way look, that he's bowling. I'm sure he does build pressure in the field with his, you know, uh, with his dominant sledging and all that. But, you know, in that third test against West Indies, he batted at eight and didn't bowl. He was, he was, uh, it's going to be useless to our listeners, but I'm going to show these guys. He was this far away from opening in a bakery. Yeah. With all the pies that he was bowling. It was (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah, I think there's not that much difference between him and Root. I think there's a lot to like about him. I can see when he gets it right that he's a spinner yeah. that they're gonna. But this is a but guy. But make him earn it. This is Test cricket, man. Like yeah. this is you're playing for your country. Do you think they're you just know. trying to blood him though? I think yeah. I, I definitely think that's yeah. what it is. But you know, Michael Holding got in a bit of a mood and he was like, "Just pick your best bowlers." Yeah, we went to India with four quicks. Yeah, because we didn't have a spinner worth a damn, so we went with four quicks and Carl Hooper and well, no, he didn't, but. Uh, there's always Carl, Carl Hooper. There's always Carl Hooper. I love Carl um, Hooper. But yeah, it's just if if he's not really doing a job for you, and you can't really tell me honestly 
with a straight face that Don Best was like I, I picked up a wicket in both innings, but you can't honestly tell me he was doing the job that. Well, the first one it was a was a big hack that went straight up in the air, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he wasn't tight. He didn't build any pressure. He wasn't looking like he was taking too many. He looked okay against the left-handers. He doesn't look like he has that much sledging in him either. Mm. He just looks too softly spoken. I do think, like I saw when he got a few deliveries right, you're like, yeah, bowl like that. Yeah. But I just don't think he's there yet. Um, no. no. So go back to your county and take a bag full of wickets and then come back. On that, though, the Aegeus Bowl was the 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 place where you saw the first test, the one where the West Indies won. Yeah. And that looked like they got a bit to the spinners. There was a bit there. wasn't quite as um, uh. helpful to out-and-out out pace. So I think this puts Pakistan at a bit of an advantage, obviously coming in with, with two quality spinners. So Yeah. Um, no, I, I think if you were to take the gloves off Butler, it, it shows a lot of poor confidence in him to turn it around. So I don't think they will go that route. I think you're right. I think they'll go with... Cl- Crawley coming back in at three. He looked good, I reckon. We've also got to consider, too, that the fact that they've been in isolation for a little while. They can't really just pick someone up from a... Folks is, folks is in the squad. He's in oh, the bubble. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'll just pick some guy up. <laughs> down at the just pick some guy up from the shops and bring him down. Are you <laughs> sick, mate? Yeah. No. Do you want to come keep for England? No. <laughs> Why is the keeper now Dickie Bird? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think going forward, they do need to make a few changes. I, I think Root, uh, not Root, um, Broad needs to fix a few issues with his game. Broad. Yep, he's bowling too well. He's batting too well. <laughs> okay, I was going to uh, say I'm not enjoying it at all. <laughs> What's Broad got wrong? Other than the fact that his dad had to punish him for swearing at a player. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wow. That was a bit funny. Yeah, you it, missed- was, it was a little bit funny. Docked him fifteen percent of his match fees and got him a demerit point. Fifteen percent. What's the standard in- infringement it was, for? It was, was it swearing at a player or was it not appealing? No, uh, it was he. Swore when he gave Yassir Shah a send off. All right, don't give him a send off. Yeah, well, obviously that's, that's why he's got a. You're getting a bond. You're getting a tail ender out. Yeah. Uh, I think it was because Yassir Shah sort of hit him for a few boundaries. All right, he ended up on thirty odd, and then obviously yeah. Broad's got him out and given him a bit of a bit of a send off, and got he got cited by the umpires for inappropriate language, and then Stuart. Um, so, so Chris Broad, Chris was, Broad the was the match, match referee. referee. Right, they had to go okay. and ping him for um, <laughs> That's for being a very naughty boy. <laughs> Do you reckon he borrowed money off his dad to pay that? Because <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, hey, uh, but, hey, Dad, can I borrow some money? How much? Oh, <laughs> just fifteen percent of my match. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably still more than we make a week. Yeah. Stuart Broad actually was pretty funny about it. They interviewed him afterwards. Obviously, you know, the media saw the irony of his own father having to, you know, yeah. give him a slap on the wrist. And he's gone, yeah, he's, uh, he's missing the Christmas card list this year. Said <laughs> with a bit tongue in cheek. So, I, I think the, the next test is going to be very, very, very exciting. I yeah, think- I, I think Pakistan will get over the top this time because – you know, like I said, it was it was pretty tit for tat in that first test, and now 
England don't have broad. Uh, don't have Stokes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and I think, I think um, that's going to make a big difference. If the Aegeus Bowl plays similar to the way it played in the um, in the first test, you know, the England, I suppose they're going in with, depending on the bowling attack, I don't think Archer and Wood got the most out of that. No. Were suited to that. Obviously, uh, Holder got a got six for in that game, just subtle movements of the ball. So if they go yeah. with Wokes, Anderson and Broad in that one, they might find a bit easier. But it just didn't look like there was quite as much there for the quick bowlers. So mm-hmm. potentially they their Pakistan's batters might find a little easier as well. Um so I think Pakistan are well well within well still still in the fight. Do I just you, still do you think, think that Pakistan will make any changes? Do they have anyone up their sleeve that we uh, sort of haven't Thought about. I don't know enough about what um what they've got in the sheds. Farwad Alam is someone who's talked about yeah. being brilliant. in. I, I, think, I thought he won't play because he's he's got a really really good first class record. He scored I a think, lot of runs. I think Asad Shafiq is probably the one who's got the weakest grasp on his spot. So it'd be interesting to see if they make any changes there. Um, I know there's a lot of call on social media for Azhar Ali to make way. He hasn't scored very many runs outside Asia. I just can't see them taking the captaincy off someone midway through a series. So. I'd, I'd take it off him. I'd take it off him. Really? Totally take it off him. Okay. And, give him, and who is the new Pakistani was captain? Was he Makram? <laughs> He's going to strap on the boots. He'll strap him back and he'd still take him, I reckon. I, I oh, probably yeah. would. <laughs> Wasn't he talking about um, when we were watching the first day how uh, he developed the ability to swing the ball away from the right-hander? Um, after making it to the test level. Yeah, yeah. after like, making it to test level. So he could swing it both ways. Yeah, yeah, both ways. And I said, so what you're essentially telling us was him is that you perfected something that most bowlers never learn to do in a few net sessions after making a test debut. Like, not many people swing it both ways on a consistent basis. And not many could land it. Oh, he just... Oh. <laughs> oh, I still remember watching it. It was so good. I'm sure it required more work than he was putting in, but, yes, it certainly yeah, came yeah. across that way. He was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I just you know, found out that if I just turned my wrist that way that and hold my thumb this way, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. so I went out and I threw a few, you know, and they were looseners rubbish, in the yeah. nets, and then yeah. I just got the hang of it, and then I could swing it. Mike, that just sounded like that was like two afternoons work, and you went <laughs> mastered a skill that maybe ten percent of bowlers in history have probably mastered. And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, just uh, uh. yeah, you just move your wrist a bit." <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Well, you looked okay in that um, T20 celebrity. Yeah, thing that they had in Australia for the bushfires. I'm on an inside track. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's got twenty overs in him though. It doesn't matter. He only needs bloody ten balls. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, if 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 Azar is not captaining, who? who? I think the obvious choice would be probably Barbara Azam, but I think that's probably a bit Mm. too much to put on his shoulders at the moment. I I I don't think they're going to change Azar Ali. I think there's just. yeah, just a bit of an unpopular they're gonna, reaction. They're going to suffer the mediocrity. I, I think he he has the game to do, do well in England. I don't know why he hasn't. I think uh, I think his father time starting to catch up to him as well. A bit like yeah. um, Faf Duplessis, his his scores just fell off a cliff towards the end of his career. And I think yep. Azra Ali's got more bad innings in him than good ones at the moment, especially if he's not playing somewhere close to home. Yeah. Um, but he is class, and you've got to back him to. Mm. Like he's been the captain for quite a while now. Um, I think he led his team pretty well, to be honest. I don't think there's too much wrong with his captaincy. He's just a bit to be desired with the bat. 
Yep. But he showed a bit more gumption in the second innings. Didn't quite turn it into anything of substance, but it looked like that. Um, that yeah, the, 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 there's promise there. He's just got to get through whatever's a- ailing him in the. Yeah, oh, I I largely think that they will stick with their their side and say you know losing to England by three wickets in England is pretty good. They would have liked to have <laughs> considering them where they lay, were, layoff they've had, yeah. And considering where they were, it'd be, it'd be a bitter pill to swallow seeing where they were. But you're looking at it holistically. First Test match in forever against England that have had a running start at this series, and you were probably, let's say, two sessions away from. Mm. You know, they played two sessions better. Bat one, one good session in the second innings, and then bowl better oh, after yeah. tea. Uh, and they win that test. So, you know, for the sake of it, they were the better side for, yeah. you know, two thir- two-thirds of that test match, they were the better side. Um, yeah. You know, England rallied hard early in their in their second innings with the ball, and then they rallied in the final session with the bat. Other than that, Pakistan were probably the better side. So yep. not too much more you've got to do. I do think they've probably got to, they've got to find a way of shoring up that middle order. Obviously, Ali... And our bid didn't really give them a lot in the in the first or second inning, so they probably need their opener to contribute a bit more. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think the only change that they might look at making is maybe Asad Shafiq makes way if they want to try someone else out. But yeah, I'm not overly close with the inner workings of the Pakistan cricket team. I would potentially give them one more go at it. I mean, yeah, uh, I think Asad Shafiq holds the record for the most hundreds scored at number six. Right. Um, I don't know if that's in world cricket now or all time, but I think I think it might mm. be currently in the current players. Yeah. He scored more hundreds than anyone batting at six, so he's he's a good middle order batsman. Right. And um, I've liked what I've seen of him before. He looks like he's got a lot of class about him. He's just you know like a lot of batsmen, a bit yeah. shorter runs in England, especially when you're coming from the subcontinent where the ball doesn't do a great deal. Mm. This is this is not the environment that they would find overly comforting. So I think yeah. he's classy enough to, to get a start. Cool. I mean, he got run out in the second innings looking pretty good. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's, I would imagine if I was a betting man, I'd be putting money on they're probably not going to change the – Yeah. They maybe you – know, I, I don't even think they'd change their bowling lineup. Depending on how the wicket looks, you uh, might think they might bring in another quick. like maybe pretty well-balanced attack. Um, you got your left armour. You've got your consistent – medium pacer, you've got your express quick and you've got a leg spinner. Um, That's all you really need. Oh, and you've got the all-rounder as well. Um, shut up, Khan. And um, at the time of this recording, the test is only, what, 24 hours away? So we'll have all our oh, questions really? answered probably. Uh, less than. Less than. All right. 20, 23 hours away. See, tell awesome. Um, so Excellent. So by the time you hear this, the questions have already been answered. So, but um, looking forward to it. I think Pakistan are, are well in the fight. Do you want to make a, a prediction for the series? Oh, I think two one England. Um, I still think England have got the upper hand. I think Pakistan's going to get oh, one. I think I think Pakistan will win this one, but I think England will win the third test. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking as well. Um, it'll be I'd potentially changed by guess, depending seeing how England recover after losing Ben Stokes. But I yeah. I, I think. My my inner Glenn McGrath wants to just go no whitewash England loses <laughs> like he does every time. Uh, I did it with the West Indies and Glenn. Gl- 
England have already won the first <laughs> test. Nah, 5 nil. 5 nil. It's only a three-test series. Nah, 5 5 nil. nil. Did um, I stutter? I, I did it with the West Indies. I sort of got, yeah, I don't like England. Whoever's playing them are going to win. Um, but no, England are, England are looking good. Their, their bowlers are looking good. Um, enough of their batsmen are doing a job to keep them in the fight. Um, I think that's going to continue. Um, but I do think Pakistan are probably more equipped to put up a consistent fight over the length of a series than than the West Indies are. I think Pakistan have more depth in their squad as well. You're looking yeah. at the rest of that West Indies squad and you're like, well, there's, there's not really anyone they can bring in. Yep. Um, whereas Pakistan have got, you know, Wahab Riaz and players like that who are sitting mm. on the sideline ready to come in. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think Pakistan will get this one and then turn the third test into a decider. What do you reckon, Gaz? Oh, I reckon Pakistan... Won't win the first one, so yeah, right. yeah, good. And I reckon they, I reckon they'll you, clean. You got up. it so far. I'll clean up the next two. So you're on two right. one, Pakistan. Two, two, one, Pakistan. two one, yeah. Well, that's right. that's how our heart would vote. That's <laughs> what I want to happen. That's what my head says. I I think that after what six back to back tests over the last yeah what, it, a month it has and a half? been a short. More, yeah, short. Well, I suppose that's one thing we didn't consider. Do you think England will rotate their bowlers a bit? Maybe give someone a, a game off. Well, well, obviously one of them is going to get rotated out because if England are smart, they're going to pick a batsman. So <laughs> it yeah. won't be broad. So maybe See, I've already sat down once. Maybe Anderson misses out. You know, Wokes is in form, Broad's in form, and they'll go Archer. The point of difference, and then they can then rotate Wokes out potentially for the last one. Hang on, why does why why do one of them have to miss out? Oh no! Sorry, they don't do that. <laughs> That's all right. Stokes is out, but they could go that way. They could still go that way. They could drop a bowler as well and really shore up their batting. I don't yeah, know. There's maybe. a lot of lot of options. A lot of work to be done. By maybe those. Best misses out. That's that's how I'd go. <laughs> like, go with quality. Don't don't go horses for courses. You've got four quality quick bowlers, and then you can. Yeah, put some some better batting in. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got to tell them how to do their job. Doctor the pitches if you need to. So, two one Pakistan. Yeah, I think so. And then we've we've got two one England. Two one England hurts me inside to say that. Oh yeah. Yeah, reality reality sucks. (laughs) Yeah, but it is England, so you know. I will be surprised if Pakistan doesn't get one because they are, they're a much better-looking team than the West Indies, and the West mm. Indies managed to jag one. So I think um, I mean, I was, they caught England with their pants down a little bit to get that one, but uh, I think Pakistan are, are genuinely good enough to win to win both these tests. I just think England's probably... Well, England have got to be feeling like they can't do anything wrong at the moment. They've got themselves yeah. out of a couple of hairy situations against the West Indies, got, a, got out of trouble against Pakistan here... And they've got to be thinking, well, we've you know, we've won all these tests, you know, we've won three in a row now. Yeah. And we haven't particularly played well. We haven't played a, a, a five days of good cricket in any of them. Mm. And we've still won. So if we get it right, then no one's gonna to touch us. So at least that's how I'd be thinking if I was an England player at the moment, going, Well, yep. we've 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 probably asked this up more to- more than enough times in the last three tests and we've won all of them. So if we manage to just come out and stop being stupid and play a, a Good five days of cricket, we should rope it in. So mm. you got to think they're probably feeling pretty, 
pretty, pretty buoyed by that. So yep. hopefully Pakistan have got some in the tank and rally hard. I think they've knocked all their rust off and they'll come out a different team. Sweet. So, yeah. I think Azam has got at least 100 in him. Probably two, I think. Per inning. I don't know if it's going to be back. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be. He's going to go four innings and just yeah. <laughs> hit double tons. I don't know if it's going to be hundreds in both tests of one of these two or a hundred in each one, but I, I reckon he's got two hundreds in him. Or that's one, my, that's, one really big one. Or one really big one. <laughs> that's that's my uh, smoky bet that he'll come out of this series with two hundreds. Right. Uh, I think he might get one in the next four innings. He just he just he's just too good of a batsman not to get at least one. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's it. That'll do us for another yep. week. We hope you've enjoyed our breakdown of this test. Um, next week we'll be on the airwaves again, and we'll break down the second test. I suppose. This See how seems we like a like a pretty smart thing to do now that we've broken We'd down the first test. Actually, talk about cricket on a cricket podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Does that mean I've got to go home and watch cricket? Yep. Can yeah. You homework? Can you write me a letter to that? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going. <laughs> All right. Just, just send it to bed. Put it on in the shed. I, I already do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you enjoy your week. We hope that you're um, set, ready to go to sit down and enjoy what should be, if the first test is anything to go by, a gripping five days of cricket. Um, Pakistan and England have really put it on for us, and I expect that to continue. So all the best from uh, us at Two Slips and a Gully, and we will speak to you all next week. Bye for now. See you, guys. Bye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.